Welcome to another episode of the Four Quarters Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Jeff Van Gundy and his hot take regarding the Lakers pursuing a trade of LeBron James. Can you believe that? Trading the king? That's crazy. James Dolan, the owner of the New York Knicks, had an altercation with a fan. We're going to get into that. Speaking of altercations, Russell Westbrook had an incident with a fan in Utah. We're going to be getting into that. Also, another hot take by a one Charles Barkley talking about how soft Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are. Keep it locked. This is Four Quarters. Now, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm pretty relaxed right now. You know, I got a very laid back demeanor overall, I like to think. But right now, especially, I have some incense burning. I just finished eating a very lovely steak dinner, one of my favorite things to do. Also just finished taking a very relaxing shower. So I'm just overall just calm. Someone who could definitely learn from my practices and and staying zen-like is a one Mr. Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, when you think of Westbrook, you think of his explosive attitude. You think of his athleticism, you know, you think of his scoring ability. But what really sticks out is how he is as as a teammate, how he presents himself on and off the court. A lot of times he comes off as very hard to deal with. Now, this particular moment on Monday saw uh, Westbrook in a recording having an altercation with a fan in the Utah Jazz game. Now, all we saw from the video was just a very heated Westbrook lamenting, you know, to someone off camera who we couldn't see, you know, talking about that he would, and I'm just paraphrasing, saying that uh, F you and your wife up. So basically, Westbrook, that's a threat, right? You know, you say you're going to beat somebody up. That's a threat. That's a That's a blatant threat. What we don't know is exactly, you know, what really happened between Westbrook and the fan. All we know is Westbrook you know, after the game said that he felt uh, it, there was a racist term used to him, something of the effect, and again, I'm just paraphrasing, that the fan said that Westbrook should get down in all fours like he's used to or something like that. Westbrook found that to be very jarring, very racist, so he fired back, as he usually does. This time just really firing off the explicitives and, like I said, threatening the fan. Now, what we know now is that the fan was probably not the greatest fan in the world. He was probably kind of a jerk, (laughs) uh, to say the least. It doesn't excuse the fact that Westbrook is seen on camera going off on this person. The NBA end up fining Westbrook $25,000 for, quote, directing profanity and threatening language to a fan. Westbrook wasn't the only one who was handed down a punishment. The fan was also banned for life. He can no longer enter the Utah Jazz facility. He can no longer watch a jazz game in the arena. He can never, ever go there for as long as he lives. This was... A very unique situation because you got one guy, Russell Westbrook, who's known to be a hothead, 
Uh, you've got a fan in Utah. I mean, I've never been to Utah. Probably not a lot of black people. <laughs> Again, you know, you, uh, Westbrook felt like it was a, a racist. He, you know, attributed that to the reason why he pretty much went off like that. You can't act this way. You can't continue to act this way and not expect any sort of repercussion. You can't talk to a fan any way you want to. Again, we've seen multiple times this was very viral, Very went very viral very quickly. My whole point is that Westbrook just has to chill out. You're a millionaire, you're a multimillionaire, you're making thousands of dollars per minute in the game. You're making more annually than most people in the whole world together would make you know, most normal working class people would ever see in their lifetime. You're making way more than them. There's no excuse to be so angry. You got to chill out, my guy. You know, maybe smoke a little bit before the game. Maybe get a, do some yoga. Uh, do some creative activities. Sculpt some some clay. I don't know. You got to decompress because this, this, this wasn't a good look for you. And the league is not going to be on your side if you continue to act this way. So... For me, it was very disheartening to see. Um, I am taking Russell Westbrook's side on this one because, you know, I guess as a as a black athlete, like, you know, you're hearing all sorts of crazy things and you should be able to express yourself and you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't have to endure that type of punishment. But like I said, you can't go around yelling at everybody. You got to pick your fights. Speaking of fans, there was another incident This time with New York Knicks owner James Dolan banning a fan from Madison Square Garden for life after he reportedly told Dolan to sell the team. Now, Dolan claimed that he was going to invite the fan back to the VIP section and give him a behind-the-scenes experience, but he said that once he learned that the fan had moved several sections to film the confrontation with him, he opted to ban him. Dolan claimed that a video revealed the fans had followed him to make the tape and it was going to sell to TMZ. Now, Dolan went on to Michael K's show to explain why he banned the fan, and that's where Dolan kind of got hot-headed. He lost his temper and went on to say that the Madison Square Garden experience is supposed to be enjoyable for everyone, including the owner. Now, James Dolan is notoriously a douchebag. We know that he doesn't really care about basketball. We know that he has pulled the trigger or influenced several horrible Nick decisions behind the scenes. We know that he just is not a cool dude. You know, he has a weird band. It's weird. But (laughs) outside of that, he's just a bully. He's just kind of a bully. You know what I mean? And, you know, this particular situation could have been handled way differently. I mean, if these fans were trying to record him and, and sell it, you know, that is shady. That is pretty messed up. It doesn't excuse his behavior. Now, speaking of the Knicks, there are two guys that the Knicks have been tied to acquiring in the offseason, one being Kyrie Irving of the Boston Celtics and Kevin Durant 
of the Golden State Warriors. Now, there have been some really harsh comments, you know, thrown around from about these guys. And one of those comments came from Charles Barkley. He said those guys are complaining about the media, asking questions. Maybe New York isn't for them. This is what basically what, what Barkley said on the rumors of Kevin Durant and Kyrie wanting to play for the Knicks. Now, to a Knicks fan, these rumors are some of the best things that have possibly happened all season, which is very sad in and of itself. But you got to understand that Kyrie has came from an organization where he had to play with LeBron James. He did win a championship with James. He was one of the driving factors behind that. Durant also spent many years on a team where he couldn't win in OKC, then jumping ship and automatically winning in in Golden State. These guys both left their respective teams to pursue better opportunities like many other players have, um, a.k.a. LeBron James. Not necessarily mad at those things, but more so what is upsetting is that Kyrie kind of doesn't seem to be happy right now on the Celtics. Durant, there's rumors of him not being very pleased with his current situation, which is, you know, probably very weird, but everyone's entitled, right? Charles has an interesting point, and the reason I say this is because Kyrie hasn't really shown any mental fortitude coming on his side. Durant, similar situation, very moody guy, um, very quick to, you know, talk out or talk out against the media, talk back. Kyrie, similar situation, saying that he doesn't owe anybody SHIT, referring to the Celtics. I kind of have to agree a little bit with Barkley because these guys haven't proven that they have a crazy amount of heart or crazy amount of you know mental fortitude or the disposition or attitude that it takes to withstand all the pressures that come with playing in New York. A lot of people criticized Carmelo Anthony um, during his tenure in New York. But one thing I always thought that Anthony could do was withstand the pressure of the media. He was very calm, cool, collected, didn't fall into media traps for the most part. If Durant comes here, I feel like he wouldn't be able to do that. Kyrie, same situation. These guys are just very, you know, a type of personality where, you know, they're just, they're not very calm under pressure. So, Charles, I agree with you. This is rare. You know, you're you're probably right. I don't think it would affect their games a hell of a lot, but I would be worried that they would lash out. And you know, say all types of weird stuff in media, which could lead to something bigger. So speaking of Kyrie, there's an article in NBC that talks about how Irving was instrumental in a very kumbaya moment on the plane with the team having a flight across the country. Basically, the flight was more talkative than usual, more laughing more camaraderie, and and Kyrie basically being the catalyst of this. He was one that initiated everything as far as being like, hey, let's have conversations, let's play cards, let's do this, let's do that, 
on a plane ride. And that, you know, sparked engagement among the team. He's the one that got the ball rolling on that. Now, you got to understand that Boston has kind of had to go through a lot uh, during this season. Basically, you know, Kyrie kind of coming out and being like, I don't owe them SHIT. You know, they've gone through some injuries. They've, they've tried to get, you know, Horford more involved, um, more touches. They're trying to get Hayward back to his normal self. So, you know, this is a good sign. This is a really good sign um, of camaraderie. It's just that Kyrie will have to continue to do this. I don't know if he can because of his personality. He seems to be more of, like I said, a guy that's a little more, you know, hot-headed or not really a very camaraderie, you know, based dude or camaraderie-centric guy. So this was this was very interesting to read. Um, shout out to Jack, he sent me this. You have to wonder if the Celtics can continue the positive energy and bringing that into this very late in the season, generating that into some wins. The Celtics right now are four and six in the last ten games, so you're gonna have to look towards them to continue to to bring that camaraderie, that intensity. And just turn things around because Kyrie just has to just has to be that leading guy and bring the team together like he did on this plane ride. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's buddy, LeBron James, has been a topic of another weird commentary from Jeff Van Gunny basically saying that the Lakers should explore trading LeBron James in the offseason. Bruh, what the hell is he talking about? You can't trade LeBron. That is not a good idea. He's having an amazing season right now. He is the best player on the team. He's historically brought teams that were trash to the playoffs. Jeff Van Gundy, I don't know, maybe he's just fishing for hot takes at this point, but saying that the Lakers should trade LeBron is probably the worst decision they could ever make. They just need to find some players that can actually play around him. LeBron needs some shooters around him, needs some young guys. You know, right now, unfortunately, they're going through a lot of injuries. Brandon Ingram's out. Lonzo's out. Uh, Lance Stevenson was out. You know, you just got a bunch of injuries. But Jeff and Gundy's walling. Um, he shouldn't really be allowed to comment games anymore. <laughs> Keep the ideas to yourself, my guy, because that was one of the hottest takes I've ever heard. One thing that hopefully changes in the NBA is how Isaiah Thomas is being treated right now. In Denver, he's not getting any playing time. Coach is trying to figure things out, trying to get him, you know, into the eight-player rotation. Thomas has struggled. Basically, he's been back for a month. You know, he had that that injury. You know, he's trying to get back to, you know, his his self, his normal self. He just hasn't been able to do that. And, you know, he's finding himself at the bottom of the rotation now, Denver coach Michael Malone said he had a conversation with Thomas before the decision to remove him from the rotation completely, basically keeping that private, but just revealing that he said it was hard and that the rotation will stay this way for the time being. You know, that's just something that a player, a veteran guy like Thomas, who's been through so much, um, being traded, you know, bouncing around from teams, 
to come to Denver, you know, in that one-year contract, he's missed most of the season already coming back from that injury. Um, he made his debut, I think, February 13th. Uh, he's only averaging 8.6 points on 37.3% shooting. He, you know, to be to be 30 years old and I guess to kind of be a former shell of, shell of yourself, you, you can't. You can't really expect to get too much playing time, but it's just it's just a sad story. And on a positive note, Denver is actually playing really well. They continue to destroy teams. They're second in the West. They just destroyed the Timberwolves, uh, one thirty three to one hundred seven. Their guys, I mean, Jokic, Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, Gary Harris. They just got so many weapons and they're just gelling right now. They're going to they're gonna be a huge problem. Gonna be a huge problem in the West. And it's crazy. They're they're literally one game behind the Warriors. So look to them to really disappoint a lot of teams in the West. And you know, I would love to see them, you know, make it to the, the Western Conference Finals and give the Warriors a run for their money. They're probably gonna end up playing Utah, which is going to be a pretty interesting series. Two very athletic teams. That's a wrap. That's another episode of Four Quarters in the Books. Come back next week. Find out what's going on in the NBA. All the crazy happenings. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Follow us on Cesspool Network. Our Instagram, you can follow our other podcasts. We've got shows about music, fashion, random stuff. (laughs) Everything you ever want to hear in a podcast, we have it for you in our Cesspool Network Collective. Peace.